Well, hello everyone. Welcome, welcome to a very, very special episode today. Uh, welcome back. Welcome once again to uh, the Two Clever Mafia podcast, and I am your one and only host, Two Clever Mafia. And I'd like to say hello to AJ over in the sound booth and all of my loyal listeners, my mafians, as I'd like to call them, and to all of you new listeners as well. If this is your first time here, welcome. Uh, and you know our show has something for everyone, so I'm sure you'll enjoy this episode. Uh, this is a very special edition, wouldn't you say, AJ? We're doing a midweek, our first ever midweek podcast episode, and uh, it's worth it. I think it's worth it. The um, So to get right into it, we're doing this episode, the presidential uh, debate. The U.S. presidential debate was last night, and um, I got to tell you, we're really uh, going to get into it today and give you all the highlights and lowlights, so you don't have to sit through it. It's all over the media. It's everywhere. But I'm going to give you the kind of the too clever um, gist of it, so uh, you don't have to sit through that madness. And I got to tell you, AJ, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. It 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 was uh, it was late for me last night. I mean, it was not only was it late, but it was a heavyweight fight. It was, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the whole night, all night long. Yeah. And it wasn't just to get the snacks that Mrs. Mafia had out for me, but all night long, it was just like, when is it going to give me a time to breathe here? The back and forth and the, the yelling, lots and lots of yelling. Um, to sum it up, it was just a lot of yelling. I mean, that, that, that would sum it up very nicely, but we've got a lot more for you here at the Two Clever Mafia podcast today, don't we, AJ? As always, um, it was a lot of amped up energy. It was fiery, very, very fiery. Uh, I'm sure you've seen all the headlines everywhere, but, uh, you know, there was no noise from the crowd. I mean, I think in the beginning there was like a, a small applause, but there was about only a hundred people there and, uh, not a peep, not a peep from any one of them. Um, it was crickets. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, it was a very weak applause in the beginning. And, um, when they showed the crowd, you would, um, uh, you know, the crowd was kind of, uh, dimmed out, I guess you can say it was just a black Though there was no lights in the in the the auditorium or wherever they were, uh, and it was just a kind of a halo over the moderator, the Fox moderator, Chris Wallace, and uh, uh, they, they, you know there was just you couldn't see anybody in the background behind him. It was kind of an eerie view, and uh, uh, kind of that, that was a feeling that I got. But um, I got to tell you that. Uh, yeah, it felt, it felt like you were, if you've ever were stuck in a store or a gymnasium, uh, you know, and a janitor shut off the lights for the evening and, uh, you know, didn't know you were still in there. Uh, that's what it felt like, you know, and, uh, it ended at, uh, at 1036 Eastern time, uh, which is where I'm located and the show is located. And, uh, at one point I really thought one of the candidates was just going to walk off the stage and, you know, say, forget about this, man, I'm going home. I'm, uh, you know. Uh, I'm going to bed, you know, um, it was a real battle. It was a real battle and, um, maybe not in a good way. It depends on how you look at it, but, uh, went past my bedtime for sure. And, uh, probably, uh, uh Biden's too, but our, uh, president Donald Trump, I, I think, uh, I think he can go all night. You know, I think he's had a lot of practice in his uh, life before he became president. You know, he was living that billionaire playboy lifestyle for quite a while. Well, probably most of his life, right? So we'll see. We're going to get into this. And uh, don't forget to check us out on TwoCleverMafia.com. Like and subscribe at TwoCleverMafia 
That's T-O-O, Clever Mafia. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we got a new thing uh, called Linktree, which uh, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, you can see all of our our places that we we have our podcast, all our social media accounts, all that stuff, all in one spot. I kind of lo- love it. AJ set it up. Good job, AJ. And we're going to get it all up there for you. So you could just, uh, what they say, smash the subscribe button or like button or whatever button it is to follow us on Twitter. And and uh, we love to have you get those notifications for our new shows and special special episodes, kind of like this one today. You can also, if you like to get yourself some Two Clever Mafia merch or merchandise, uh, head over to Teespring. We're Two Clever Mafia there. Or we have an account now on Stream Elements, too. We have some nice ideas over there. I think we even have uh, new face masks with our logo on it. Um, on the stream element site, which you can find in the link below or, uh, on our, definitely on our YouTube channel, but listen to us on Spotify, on anchor, on Google podcast, Apple podcast, and make sure you, uh, you like, you, you take a moment to like and subscribe or follow, uh, we're on breaker radio public and bullhorn. And so real quick, before we get into our, our first break here, we're going to try to keep the breaks to a minimum because we got a lot of stuff to go over. Don't we AJ? And uh, if anybody is out there, I saw a great commercial last night during the debates for checking facts. So anybody who really cares, if there is anybody that really cares at this point, um, head over to usafacts.org. Uh, it's a great site to find out for yourself who's telling the truth. If you've got questions about things that are said, uh, you know, check it out for yourself. And again, at this point, though, is that what matters to anyone? Uh, I don't know. So we'll be right back. We are going to go over a lot of topics. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about the Supreme Court. We're going to be talking about those middle-of-the-road voters. We're going to be talking about Chris Wallace, the uh, the, the quorum last night and uh, the debates. And then we're going to be, um, uh, at the end of this whole thing, we're going to share with you how I scored the debates and my point system. And I'll tell you who I think won and who I think lost. Um you never know, AJ. You never know, right? You're, you're, you're the guy or you're voting for may have won, may have not. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but uh, you don't want to miss this. This is a clever. We'll be getting political. And you know what that means, folks. You know. The mafias know what it means when I get political. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. You will not want to miss this. Welcome, welcome once again. Welcome, Mafians. Thank you, AJ, for another lovely introduction. We are going to get right into this special edition of the U.S. presidential debate of 2020. The first one, the first one. And this first segment is going to be right what it is, folks. We're going to get right into it. Biden versus Trump. So former Vice President Joe Biden uh, served two terms under President Obama, faced off versus the current president, Donald Trump, who's running for re-election for his second term this November. And uh, I got to tell you, there was... Um... All right, so how am I going to go about this today? I am going to kind of break this down nice and easy for everyone so you don't have to kind of sift through all the news and garbage that we went through just to kind of get the facts, get the correct answers, um, you know, get to the bottom of these sometimes fake stories. So just a little bit of a disclaimer. I know uh, the history of the Two Clever Mafia podcast, we don't talk about politics. We just don't. 
never really been a thing. We stay away from that. Um, but this is a, you know, it's a real sticky wicket when you start talking about that type of stuff. But, uh, today we are going to break our own rules. It is a special edition, right? AJ. And, uh, we're going to break our own rules. So there is a chance today. I'm going to say something that both Biden and Trump supporters that listen to the show may not agree with, but, uh, today I will promise you this. I will promise you, I will try to be as fair as I can, as objective as I can. And, um, at least try to listen with an open frame of mind is all I ask. Uh, it's at the very least, I'm hoping it'll make you think and go out and vote. Okay. So this was my impression that the, at, at the, at the bell, right? Cause this was a boxing match, but at the bell, uh, at first Biden looked frail. He looked frail. He looked weak. He looked confused coming out. Uh, he had the mask on when he came out and then he took it off. Uh, you know, practicing social distancing properly. Um, and then he did this, he was doing this weird thing all night where he was, uh, it looked like he was trying to look at the camera to try to address the American people, which is a very good thing. Um, but he, and, and he also, he, he avoided looking at the current president, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, he just didn't want to even look in that direction. At least that, that was the angle they presented us on the cameras on the, you know, on the Fox news uh, or the Vox show that they were, because it was hosted and moderated by Chris Wallace, who is a Fox News anchor. But, uh, you know, maybe he was looking at the wrong camera, it seemed. He was a little off. Uh, you know, he looked a little flustered at times, uh, definitely irritated and cranky, and trust me, I know how that feels. Uh, uh, I, that happens to me. I mean, that's my every day, right? I mean, AJ knows he has to put up with me here, right, AJ? Yeah, I'm just uh, flustered and cranky most of the time. Anybody that knows me now, but, you know, I'm old. That's what happens when you get old. Sometimes you just get cranky. And, uh, you know, it definitely looked like it was, you know, way past Biden's bedtime. You know, Trump came out with a little less energy, though, than I expected. I expected a little bit more energy from him as well. Um, you know, but as the debates went on, uh, it, it just came across that uh, Trump was trying to or did steamroll right over Biden. And uh, Biden did gain some energy you know, as the night went on, right? I know AJ kind of missed some of the, AJ went to bed early last night. He missed the, the debates. But anyway, um, you know, as, as, as the debates went on, I think Biden did get in some energy. But um, unfortunately, uh, once he ran out of his talking points, and you can tell that he had a ton of talking points ready to go, you know, things that he wanted to say, you know, repeat, 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 say and repeat, you know, that he's been doing on, you know, his whole campaign. Uh, but once he ran out of those talking points, um, and Donald Trump started hitting him with qu questions or just questions in general that were asked by Donald Trump or Chris Wallace, uh, it was, it was almost a little bit of a, uh, kind of a deer in headlights type of look. And, uh, Chris Wallace, you know, was asking some really softball questions. I feel we'll get to that. We got a whole segment on him, but, uh, Biden just didn't take a stand on any of the real issues. I mean, the real issues in this country right now are law and order and the economy. People need to work. They need to get money. They need, we need to get things going again. And, you know, doing it in a safe way, of course. And we need to get, you know, this country moving in the right direction again. But he would just reply, the replies that he was able to get out from the yelling, because there was a lot of yelling back and forth, he would just reply, uh, you know, and, and point out what Trump wasn't doing, as opposed to what he would do. 
or how he would go about it. It was just amped up energy, folks. It was, uh, you know, a scale of one to 10, Trump was an eight. Biden was an eight for his level of energy that he normally brings. And it was, uh, it was a real, uh, a real punch out, a real, uh, 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 knock him down, drag him out fight. And I think those middle of the road voters, um, they're going to be staying in the middle. I, I don't think anything was really accomplished last night other than these two men just bickering back and forth. Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what, what real issues were discussed last night during the debates? I mean, did you hear, I didn't hear many, I didn't hear many, um, you know, but when we get, yeah, we'll we'll get to that in the next segment of what issues were actually discussed, and you know, so so I read an article this morning, but I didn't see, I, I didn't see it anywhere else. I one article came came across, and I read this article, and I, I did a little fact checking, and it turned out to be true. But uh, I saw that Donald Trump, before the debate, wanted to amend the terms of the debate, the rules, so to speak, to have uh, Biden's team, and, and I guess along with Trump's Trump's team. Uh, check for earpieces and I uh, heard Biden's team declined to check for earpieces and I didn't see one in Biden's ear. I wasn't really looking for it. I have to go back and watch some video. Uh, but um, I don't know. It, 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 Biden basically said if, you know, if they want to use one, they'll use one. And I don't know if that's good. I mean, you, you get, who's he taking it? If he's, he's the president of the United States or wants to be the president of the United States, you got to be able to, you, it, it's your decision. You know, you can look, check with other people and look for facts, but you got to be able to answer questions. You can't just be fed a teleprompter all the time. I mean, I know the president doesn't just generally write his own speeches, um, but you got to fact check them and look them over. You're ultimately responsible for that. And you can't have a man talking in your ear. That's no good. Especially with all that yelling, you know, there was uh, plenty of, plenty of this. Go ahead, AJ, play the sound. I know you are bloody mind. I know you are bloody mind. <laughs> yeah, you see that? There's a lot of that going on. Um, but plenty of yelling, uh, you know, and I also, I was reading some of the newspapers to try to kind of put things together and come up with my own, uh, an analysis, if you will, of what happened last night. And there were a lot of headlines that said, you know, Trump versus Biden, it was a cage fight. Um, you know, and then it, and it, and it, uh, it changed the perception, uh, you know, and of our country, uh, it showed us in a decline because of, of that poor, back and forth last night. And I don't know how true that was. I saw someone that said battle Royale. There's one that said just plain nasty, just nasty. And it goes on. There were so many of them. Um, the, the news media along with the American public and probably all the entire world that was watching, uh, agreed that was, it was just nasty. And the question as to, um, you know, if this should have taken place at all, you know, which is, is on everyone's mind. And before the debate, there was a huge question of whether Biden would take, you know, should do the debate from his own party be for reasons that he most likely wasn't going to perform well against Trump. Um, but I think his performance was slightly better than what was expected, just a little bit. And, but now the question is, uh, was this of any value to America and, uh, you know, at all? I mean, did, did, did it help us make choices that we didn't weren't able to make before? And did we learn anything new? Did we see how our issues are going to be addressed or what uh, one of these, you know, we just, or was just two men squabbling for the cameras, you know, repeating those talking points. And, you know, they just kept trying to talk over one another and 
being rude to each other. But, uh, you know, these are my thoughts, folks. These are what I've, I saw last night. I'm sure some of us might've seen things differently. This is what I saw, you know, and I feel we, we, we need to get more straight answers from both of these people. Biden and Trump need to give us straight answers. Every time Biden was able to answer a question, you know, between, between the yelling and the long pauses, um, you know, to organize his thoughts when rightfully so he was being yelled at and hollered at and very, probably very hard for him to concentrate as it would have been for me or anyone else, probably, um, you know, what he told Trump was just what Trump wasn't doing. That was his answer. Like I had said earlier, that was just his, his answers. They weren't really not what he was going to do, which is what we needed to hear. You know, Biden was, was, was not clear about his answers with the green new deal, that whole back and forth was, was kind of silly and, and it didn't make much sense at times. And, you know, some say Biden went along with Bernie Sanders' manifesto, which was in part the Green New Deal. And Biden, Biden kind of said, no, you know, he, he said, listen, I, I'm the Democratic Party and that's not my deal. But then at one point he kind of said it was. And in the past he said it was. That was all just very, very, very confusing. And uh, Trump spent a lot of time just shaking his head no, which, you know, I, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with that, but it was distracting over time. And uh, I get that Trump has always been attacked by the media, you know, since day one. And some say it has turned him to become very defensive, uh, though I, I think he was kind of defensive from the very beginning, even before he became president. And unfortunately, you know, always having defend, to defend yourself with, with, you know, against fake news reports, against incorrect quotes, the news media publishes, and then they retract them on the, you know, back page four days later. But that's not what the American public sees or hears. They, you know, they see the initial accusations and then that's the truth and that's the end of it and whether that's fair or not i don't know i mean he's not perfect we all know that but he is our president and too often the media just gives their opinion before jumping and jump to conclusions i mean you know opinions and facts are clearly different folks but the media you know has blurred that line you know for me to even have to say you know, the media on both sides uh, needs to start working with the facts and not their opinions or speculation is, is the problem. It's the biggest problem in America or one of the biggest problems in America right now. You know, that's the division. That's the problem. The lack of unity and a clear, unmanipulated truth which the American people can work with instead of these you know, stories that are being told and they're being told in a very, you know, one-sided way, no matter what side of it you're on. Both sides are the news media that represents both sides, which it shouldn't be that way, but the perceived news media um, representation of each side, it, it, it has to disappear. It should be one news, just distribute the facts, let the people make their own or come to their own opinions, uh, you know, we don't, the, the news media shouldn't be giving us their opinions. That's not news. That That's, that's you know, that's reality television in a way, you know. So, 
Um, I, I think what we're going to do right now is we're going to go right into the issues here, AJ. We're going to go right into the issues that I, I, I was able to pick up last night. It wasn't that many, but I was able to uh, kind of go through the mess and figure out what the real issues were. And, and, and the issues were, I mean, the real top issues on everybody's mind these days are law and order and the economy. What are the candidates going to do and how are they going to address that? That's what I wanted to hear. I didn't hear much of that at last night from anyone at all. And, you know, those are the issues. That was the main issue that, that top two issues in the country right now. And there was none of that, but I did hear issues about the mail imbalance. And I'll tell you, they talked about the mail imbalance a bit and went back and forth. And again, confused me, but I'm not sure what the big deal is uh, based upon what I heard last night and what I already knew about the, the mail-in ballots from both sides of it. You know, mail-in ballots have been used uh, as only an option, as, as the only option in some states and in the military forever, which they mentioned last night. Um, and I get that some states are not used to that and some ballots, uh, you know, have been discarded, you know, that have been pre, you know, I guess they, they've already voted by mail, uh, you know, for one reason or another, and that should never happen. Every vote should be counted. Um, and, you know, I don't know why they would discard it. I don't know the details of it, but if that's true, that is just wrong and should never happen. It has to never happen again. You know, and also some states do not have the staffing. They're worried about counting these millions of ballots on election night because some states have rules, which they said last night cannot be opened until election night, which, you know, millions of people, you've got 20 people. I mean, how long is it going to take to count though? I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot of counting. Imagine that, you know, imagine that AJ, what, what, you know, that's what concerns the states have, but the states need to address those issues and fix them Get ahead of time. You know, hire more people if you have to temporary help, temp help, whatever you have to do, uh, you know, but people should just go vote. I mean, that's at the end of the day, everybody needs to vote, get out there, go to the polls. If you can mail it in, if you have to, you know, if you need to and, and see what happens, you know, if this whole thing goes wrong. We're going to have to deal with it as a country. And hopefully it's not going to be as bad as some people are predicting. If uh, we don't have a president, especially by January, but if, if it takes months and then there's problems back and forth, it's going to be. Hopefully not as bad as they're saying. I really hope that, but but we're going to have to just deal with that. The other the next issue that came up was a Supreme Court pick, right? So from the Trump side, you know, Trump is saying move forward. You know, he has the right to nominate and pick a justice. He does. It's, that's how it works. You know, if it was a Democratic president, they would do the same. They wouldn't wait. I mean... Potentially, if the election doesn't go well, whether it's for the Democratic Party or the, the incumbent president and the Republican Party, then they might need the Supreme Court to work this whole thing out. You remember, remember with uh, Al Gore and the, the hanging chad and the elections, I think it's due with Florida and all that mess. And you, you're going to need that. You're going to need um, a, some semblance of order uh, or to be able to go. And, and, and solve these issues instead of the bickering that we saw last night, which we know didn't solve anything. But in politics, if either side gets to do something that can progress their cause or move their party forward or 
get the leg up, so to speak, you know, they're going to do that. That, that, that's politics folks, you know, on the, on Biden's side, he says, wait, Hey, you know, however, uh, you know, from the little I, I was able to get from Biden last night, uh, you know, his idea was that a lot of Americans already mailed in, I don't know how many, but they've already mailed in their ballots and they should be able to vote, um, for the president who picks the next, um, justice. And I, I don't agree with that. I think that's just absurd. I mean, the people that have already voted early probably didn't even care because they voted early to get it out of the way. Um, you know, that much about the issues. I mean, it wasn't an issue at the time they voted, but once you vote, you vote. And even though they probably should wait, but, uh, you know, it was their choice to vote early for one reason or another. And, you know, their, their vote has been cast. Hopefully it's, you know, what they wanted. But, uh, you know, I voted early before. I've mailed in vote because I was taking vacations at that time and have changed my mind, you know, between the time I voted and the election on who I thought should win and why after new information because, you know, there always are those last-minute things that come up right before the election to try to win and hold it back instead of giving it to the American people to decide and look at the facts, they hold it back. And uh, I was out of luck. You know, I actually voted for the wrong guy, the, the guy I didn't want. And, uh, you know, but, uh, so now I wait till election day and to cast my ballot uh, in person and, uh, you live and learn, you live and learn on that one. And, um, they, they started to talk climate control for a little bit, uh, or climate change, climate control is, is what we wish we can do especially in the studio, AJ. It's getting kind of warm in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, mean, I know I just took a little swig of my water bottle here. Sorry about that. And, but, they, but, but from climate change, I thought we were going to hear something good, and they went straight to the fires in, in California. But again, from what I could get through all of the yelling was they, they both kind of agree on most environmental issues. So that wasn't a big deal. But... And I do like the idea of what I heard last night of California spending some more money on their own forests to take care of them. And it could help reduce the fires every year, especially in areas where people live. I mean, that, that sounds like a good idea. You know, why is not that, that not done as a priority? Why is that not being done? Hasn't been done, uh, you know, and you know, not for nothing. Most of these fires they're saying are started by people. And I tell you, I tell you, they, you know, they need, they need Smokey the Bear some advertising about Smokey the Bear and how dangerous fire fires, fires, fires are. And, you know, what, what was his slogan? You know, only you can prevent fires, fires. Well, you know, I'm sure there's some areas that are, um, you know, nature kind of caused the problem. But I think California should and could do more to fix these issues. I mean, for some reason, I mean, they're saying other countries, again, I don't know how true that is. I didn't fact check that. But that they can, you know, countries that are more, woodsy, I guess, or cities that are more woodsy are able to control or, or, or manage and take care of forests better. So that way we don't have this type of, this issue, you know, going back and forth with it. every year, poor people in California are, are burning their houses and being destroyed. And I mean, that's horrible. That's horrible. And, you know, really uh, it, it's poor leadership. If I lived in California, I would be 
so angry with the leadership not doing what they need to do to take care of their people. And they should vote. They should go out and vote and, and make some changes and, uh, you know, tell, tell, you know, tell their elected officials of what, what they want and, uh, the change that they want to have. So we are going to take a short break and then I'm going to get into some, the nitty gritty of, uh, of Chris, Chris Wallace and a couple of other things I want to chat about today. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Mafians. Welcome, welcome back to our special edition episode of the U.S. Presidential Debate 2020 Breakdown. And now, yes, folks, thank you, AJ, for that lovely intro. Uh, we, I, I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about Chris Wallace, the, the moderator, the, the Fox News anchor. Um, you know, we know Chris Wallace and the president are not the best of friends, which, again, they should be partisan anyway. I don't necessarily think presidents should be friends with any news source because that way you can present the news in an unbiased way. But, um, you know, even though he's on Fox, a typically uh, right conservative news station, um, Chris didn't even pretend to be in the middle of last night. And, uh, you know, why, why do these debates always have moderators that are not more... Uh, what's the word? Middle centrist? I don't know. I mean, it will say middle, but you know, the moderators who are not in the middle will not be able to be fair just, just by their natural bias. And they'll not be able to be fair when the debate goes off the rails like it did last night, they, you know, and boy, boy, did it go off the rails last night, AJ. Chris, he didn't follow the rules. He didn't. And uh, neither did Trump or Biden. And I remember in the beginning, Chris said they each had two minutes each to talk, and then there would be some free time to have an open discussion. Well, it seemed to me that they were both interrupting each other when they were doing their two minutes. So I don't know if that gave them more time or, you know, we couldn't really see the clock. It was in the back of that, that dark, hollow room um, that, was, that you saw the two minutes posted every once in a while, which is the only thing you could see in the room. So I don't know why they were... I don't, I don't remember him scolding anyone for going over time, but I do, do he did holler at the president, um, and Joe Biden for, for, um, going over, um, volume and, and, and not, you know, yelling at each other and both talking at the same time, which is very difficult to hear them both talk at the same time. But, um, so when they started to go back and forth, and when you kind of thought, hey, we're going to hear something here, they kind of, you know, stopped talking over and then it, it started kind of going back and forth and issues started coming up and, and, and Chris would cut them off. He cut them off every time almost, it seemed. I thought we were going to get somewhere and the real answer was going to come out of one of them and he would cut them off. And I don't know why. And I don't think it benefited any one particular candidate or the other from my view. But I wanted to see what they... uh would kind of say when they went off script because they, you know, they all have their scripts. They all have their talking points, which we talked about, um, you know, but I feel the real truth kind of comes out when the candidates, uh, you know, start going back and forth and start, you know, that the fire starts building and then they're, they're, there's, they're just hollering and they're, you know, that, that, you know, they, they're getting that anger, you know, they're starting to get real. They're you know, they're not that fake political, uh, facade that, that, that we see all the time from politicians and, um, it's very, 
but we were almost we were almost there at, at certain times and I don't know how many questions he asked, but it seemed like they asked like three questions. And I've seen debates where they'll ask a dozen questions and I don't know how many were actually asked last night, but it didn't seem they were, maybe they were too open-ended. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. Maybe there was too much back and forth. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, as a member of the press myself, uh, you know, I, I, I wanted to grade Chris Wallace and he got a D minus from me last night. I think he should have had better questions. I think he should have had more directed questions and, you know, let them go at each other a little bit. Let them, uh, let, let us hear something as the American, uh, uh, people, you know, and the, the back and forth and some, there was a lot of talk about the back and forth and the way that they acted. It was, you know, not, um, uh, beneficial or uh, to the American people, and it wasn't uh, becoming of a, of a presidential election. You know, it didn't have that quorum. Didn't have that. You know, and historically, presidential debates have have had some semblance of of quorum and rules and rules of engagement, if you want to call them that. And the candidates and the parties get together ahead of time and they agree how the debate should go. But the the country and the world has changed. Everybody, you know, if you look around, it has changed, folks. And so much of politics and government is has been behind the, the eight ball. And it's finally catching up now. And I remember, you know, seeing videos. I'm not that old. But I remember when you would go to a baseball game on a Sunday and you would wear your best clothes. And they called them your Sunday best. And you, you would wear your, your hat and your, your, your tie and your shirt and your suit jacket. And, your, your, you know, your shoes would be nice and clean and... And, and in some places you couldn't wear sneakers, forget about that. But, you know, and, and there was a time when you, when you left your house, you, you put on good clothes, you put on your best clothes, you know, you, when you went to a store or, or, or an establishment, you, 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 you dressed your best, you know, now we live in a time where more and more people or just in general are wearing pajamas when they leave the house. You know, they're going to, I saw somebody in a restaurant, they were wearing full-fledged pajamas. Like, you know, something you'd wear to bed. You know, and people just don't care about the decorum anymore. They, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't care about it. And, and, and when, you, when you walk into a store and an employee, like a retail store, and the employees are all wearing sneakers and jeans, and if you're lucky, they got a polo shirt that may have a name tag on it. Maybe. You know, half the time... You can't tell who the customer is and, you know, who works there. And, you know, business today is rarely conducted in business suits and ties that they were, you know, even 10, 15, 20 years ago. It, it, it's not. It's a casual business now. It's a business casual dress, even less than that in some cases. You know, that's why some of these older businesses, they're struggling to hang on because they, they, they're stuck in the old ways and they're not adapting, whether it's pride, whether it's, you know, whatever, it's just not, uh, they're not catching up with the times and government is, is, is behind, behind the times. I mean, they got to change these debates and let the candidates almost self-moderate maybe. And, and, and we, you know, maybe able to eventually see who they truly are because there's only so much of that stuff you can remember, you know, prepare for. And then, you know, once they get past all the bullet points and all the talking points, they, 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 they just want to repeat over and over again. So we remember it. 
Because, you know, the, the rule of thumb is you hear something one time and then you don't remember it until you hear it a bunch of other times. And, you know, just let them go at each other, you know. Let's see who's stronger. Let's let let the people decide who they want to be their leader. Why not? Why not? Let the people decide what personality they want in charge of our government. Not the media, not the richest party or candidate. Some people might choose a candidate that, let's say, they can relate to. Or a candidate that they believe can do things they can't. Or people may choose nobody at all. You know? You're really getting me, uh, getting fired up today, AJ. I really am. And, uh, you know, and we'll see how it all works out in the end. But at the end of the day, it's hard to argue with the facts that Americans, you know, we as a people like warriors. You know, one could argue the world has always liked warriors, going all the way back to the gladiators and, and the bullfighters and the Olympics. And, you know, in America, football, baseball, boxing, hockey, MMA, uh, you know, it's all big in, in this country. And there's a reason for that. America is not afraid of fight. It's not afraid of fighting. It's not afraid of a fight. And, you know, we tend to migrate towards winners and fighters that stand up for what they believe in and what we believe in is right. You know, American people, you know, we, we wholly believe we are a country of winners. Now, that isn't always the truth, but that's what we've believed for quite some time. I mean, we were the winners of two world wars. We won the race to the moon. We have uh, freedoms in our country that no other country has and, and some only dream of. Um, you know, yes, Americans don't always say the most politically correct or PC things. However, in today's world, maybe we should be looking at redefining what the term politically correct even really means now. You know, back in my day, America believed, <laughs> AJ's laughing because I used the old back in my day analogy, but a back in my day, it's true. We believed there were a number you know, there was winners and there was losers and we were number one at everything. You know, no one wants to be second best. No one believes they're only eligible for second place or can only be second place. Even if you are, the reality is, we, you know, we're survivors and we all want to be number one. And it didn't really mean we were number one at anything or everything, but it made us proud. It made us proud to be an American. It gave us hope. It gave us a direction. You know, no matter what our differences were, we could all at least agree we were living in a, a great nation with great freedoms. We were, you know, we were and will always be far from perfect, but we are a work in progress, just like everybody else, every human on this planet. And we, we find ourselves asking, you know, should winners be the nicest the strongest, the richest, the youngest, you know, or should, shouldn't a winner be the best person for the job or shouldn't the winner be the based upon, you know, the rules of the game? You know, the answer is all of the above folks, the all of the above in America collectively, we all uh, have the freedom to make that choice and choose our own winners. Get out and vote. We're going to take a short break. Visit us on www.2clevermafia.com.
facebook.com all our social medias at twocleverMafia.com. Sign up so you don't miss any of our episodes and listen to our podcast as usual. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We will be right back. Hello, Mafians. Hello, Two Clever Mafia is back once again, and we are in the thick of it, aren't we, AJ, today with our U.S. Presidential Debate 2020 Breakdown Special Edition. I almost need a breath of air between that uh, that long title, but we, uh, we're going to talk about something right now, and it's going to be the an, another daily dose of cleverness, which we haven't done in a while, but uh, I want to talk about the power of fear, okay? Now, I heard someone say, I don't remember where, I'm sure you can Google it and figure out where it came from, but I heard someone say, well, it didn't come from me. That, um, you know, love makes the world go round. Maybe true. But all I see these days in politics today is fear. You know, and fear has become the control. Fear is control. And the proposed solutions that we are hearing are just theater, folks. You know, shows, it's a show to create and manipulate. You know, fear is created by other humans. You know, and, you know, the what if, you know, the, think about this for a moment and really think about it. And, you know, the haunted house that we, we go to in the amusement park, uh, you know, with the dark shadows and the flashing strobe lights and the ghouls that jump out at you and they're created by humans. In the political world, scandals are created by humans. And... Generally, you know, both parties, the opposing party, whatever it is, and it's all created. So the fear can grow. The fear can be nurtured and they make you believe that fear. So ultimately you can be controlled. You can be guided. You can, you know, be given enough fear. Enough fear can be injected into your brain, you know, and the more of that you believe, the easier it is for anyone or the opposing party in a political race, you know, to make you their follower. You know, all the bickering, the scandals, the name calling, the, the, you know, the crazy numbers flying around. Once they start doing numbers, you've lost me already. And, you know, all of that doesn't fix any of the problems. People need strong, decisive leadership. People need leaders and leadership that does not make more issues or make things more confusing. We need leaders and leadership that, you know, gets their hands dirty, gets down there and doesn't just list the problems, but actually fixes them, goes one by one by one and fixes the problem. And, you know, I wanted to uh, kind of drop that daily dose of cleverness in there because think about that, folks. You know, when you're making your, 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 your trip to, to, to vote or mailing in or whatever you're going to do, um, think about it. Have you been, you know, manipulated by fear? Have you used the facts or have you been manipulated by fear when making your decisions? And this isn't just in political life, but, you know, you know, we're, we're afraid to, 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 to drink milk because the news tells us, 
you know, there may be something in it or we're afraid of this. And, you know, it's fear. It's fear mongering. It's done by all political parties. It's done by all people. You know, the fear of missing out, um, you know, all of that is control. And once you realize, hey, there's really nothing to be afraid of here. And this is my decision. And I will, you know, take the time, research this and find my own truth you know, make my own opinion and just use the facts, uh, we will all be better off. But um, just wanted to drop that little dose of uh, cleverness in there for you. And uh, we're going to wrap this show up right after the next uh, break. And I'm going to give you my final words and uh, wrap up our special edition episode this week. And um, just hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Mafians. Thanks again, AJ. We're going to finally wrap up this special edition today, and uh, um, hopefully uh, everyone found something useful, something they didn't hear or know already. I mean, it's all over the news, this debate. It's just a crazy, fiery, madness, boxing match, whatever you want to call it, two titans in the center of a ring. But uh, I'm going to give you my scores. I did promise everyone in the beginning. Uh, I'm going to give you my scores now, and uh, this is how I score it. First, there's a couple of parts, but the first is the entertainment score was a 4.5. Okay. Yeah. 4.5. You know, if Trump told Chris Wallace uh, to shut up like Biden told Trump, I probably would have given him five stars at that point. <laughs> but, you know, seriously, I did carefully weigh all the points and, uh, you know, that Biden, uh, I felt scored and the points that Trump scored last night. So I tried to be fair and uh, I I did it like a boxing match. I had mentioned earlier, but I did it like a boxing match since, you know, that's kind of what we saw last night, right? And Trump lost points uh, right off the bat for interrupting way too much. You know, interrupt okay here and there, but he just baited a a, a, a constant and uh, he lost points for that. And Biden lost points for just not answering questions. I mean, quite honestly, he sidestepped him and said he wasn't going to answer and, you know, he just lost points for that. Sorry, Biden. And Biden also lost points for clearly throwing too many talking points out there that just the timing was completely wrong. They were forced. Um, he didn't present them very well. And you could tell they were just talking points and scripted, very scripted. And uh, they were rushed. And then there were no particular order either. So lost a lot of points for that. Trump lost points for not telling us um, what he was going to do. I, I didn't hear much of what's going to happen next, next time around. I mean, um, but Biden did try to read his written points at, at one time. And, uh, but, uh, it, it was just not believable. It didn't come across as, as he, you know, heartfelt, not that it was dishonest, but it was heart heartfelt that he really felt this was something that he was behind and was going to do. And, uh, if they were, you know, it, I feel like if they were really points that he wanted to, to bring to America and really things he wanted to do for this country, you would have known them inside out. You know, they would have been right, you know, front and center in his brain, but they, they just were, you know, at this point, you know, a few weeks away from the election, if you don't know what you're going to do for the American people or why, you know, forget it, forget it. You lost me there. And Biden lost points for calling the president of the United States names. I'm sorry, but that is unacceptable. It does not matter if they're true. It does not matter if you like him or not as an American citizen or as any American citizen should know at this point is, you know, we need to stand behind our leaders. You know, once we have an election in the United States and the election is over, 
and the winner is is declared rightfully declared we must uh stand behind our leader if we are not happy with the leader we can vote him out next time around maybe put a little bit more effort into the campaigning for that particular person or you know or not but you know for someone else um you know whoever doesn't win you know gracefully needs to accept the outcome of whatever the the election as long as it's fair i mean you can say it's not fair but you need evidence and proof to say that but and maybe it's an outdated thought but i truly feel it's you know what has differentiated our nation for hundreds of years from the rest of the world you know i feel the fact that our nation has always stood behind our leaders, whether we like them or not. Once they were elected fairly and that part of our, you know, the, the American way, if you want to call it, um, you stood behind your leader. You may not have liked them, but, you know, to disrespect an American president on stage, we wouldn't accept that from another country, from someone not from this country. Um, it just can't happen. That was just, I felt wrong, but uh, lost some points for that, Biden. And finally, I added up all the tallies, you know, a lot of lost points. I guess I started everybody at the, the top point mark of 100, and we worked our way down. Um, kind of the same way I do when we go out to restaurants, and everybody's going to get max tip unless they mess up my order or don't refill my soda, or I never see the waiter or waitress or server again, um, but then they lose points. So I still always start at the max. I start, You know, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt 100%. Um, that's where, that's a good starting point I feel. And that's where I start. But, uh, I feel, I think a lot of the undecided voters are still going to be undecided. And, you know, I, at times I did feel it was a, a, you know, a two verse one scenario almost. Um, you know, it was kind of like Chris Wallace was, was debating Donald Trump. And then there was just some guy in the background hanging out in there, you know, looking down at, at his notes. Um, and I guess, all in all, taking everything I saw, uh, I'm kind of going to go with it was a tie. I'm going to go with it was a tie. I don't think it was a, almost like a no contest. Um, and I think we're just going to have to wait and see. Um, I don't think the vice presidential uh, um, debates are going to be nearly as crazy. as Who knows? Maybe. I just don't see the two candidates as vice president even getting that much attention. Um, so we'll have to wait till the next presidential um, a debate. Well, I think it's like a town hall setting, and that's going to be fun while they're running around. But uh, I'm sure they'll have some sort of guidelines that help uh, keep things in order because that can't happen again. I don't know who the hosts are going to be, AJ. Do you know who they're going to be? No? Well, I guess time will tell. And uh, so... Head over. Uh, we really, uh, we're blowing up. You don't want to miss the new episode. I mean, we might publish another episode this Friday. That's when our episodes usually come out. Uh, head over to www.twoclevermafia.com. You know, subscribe to us on YouTube, please, because we're going we're gonna to start doing some automatic stuff. Some cool videos are going to start coming out. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram because we're going to have some special bonus content all free, no charge. That's really going to be helpful 
And you're not going to want to miss that stuff. And we have a new link tree thing in our profiles, which I think is really cool. AJ saying, ah, it's just no, everybody has one. But you click on our profile Instagram, you can see all of the different places you can listen to our podcast. And I really, I don't know, I think that's really, really, really cool. And um, hey, that's that's it, AJ. I think uh, I think we've kind of gone over our special edition and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully our country... Uh, moves forward and uh, I gotta tell you I'm waiting for 2020 to be over you know this has been a crazy crazy year in all my life this is the you know I'm not gonna say what else can happen because I don't want to jinx it you know but um, I'm sure things could get worse I guess so we're just gonna look on the bright side and hopefully everything will uh, start improving and things will start getting back to whatever you know, I heard the term new norm. I don't know if I like that term, but uh, hopefully things will get back to the way they were in 2019 and uh, and this country will get back together and we'll start working toward, a, a, a collectively working toward a, a more prosperous future for our country and not uh, not like the news articles where they're saying, you know, America's on its way down. And I, I we're just beginning. I think America is strong. I think we've got a great, uh, you know, a great, culture we got a great mix of people we have great freedoms that um, you know this freedom to to be able to elect someone you know that you know it was 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 an unknown from the political world but obviously he was a known billionaire just to put him in washington and see what he can do because people wanted change and now they got that now they now the next phase is okay well we this is the change we got but the other option is, okay, do we like that change? Yes or no. But then who are our options? And, you know, I wish there probably were more options, you know. Uh, you know, I go to the food store. I kind of like a bunch of different options. And I usually look to see what's on sale. And that's the option I'll get, whatever that item is. But who knows? Who knows? Well, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a fun new year and. uh I know on the East Coast, in New York City, there. I don't know about the ball dropping and all that stuff. Are they going to have people there, AJ? You don't know anything about that? Maybe not. No. Okay. Well, uh, again, check us out. TooCleverMafia.com. All our social medias. Listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker. All of those. You, 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 you know where you listen. Whatever app is on your phone, right? I am Two Clever Mafia, the host of the Two Clever Mafia podcast, and that is all I have to say about that. Take care for now. Bye-bye.